Welcome to the Internal Journal. I'm your host, your Mr. Wright. Feeling stuck in life? Trying to figure out the next chapter? Where do you go from here? From the workplace to dating, parenting, just life in general? You come to the right spot. I'm here to guide you, show you the next Let's get started. Hey, hey, thanks for joining me here. Welcome to my podcast. I just want to say I appreciate everybody that, you know, joins and listens, supports me, follows me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and reach out with questions and comments. I want to take this moment to say I appreciate all of you, and uh, thanks for joining me here today. Now, I want to talk about building a birdhouse, and a lot of you are like, what, building a birdhouse, and how does that pertain to a relationship? And I started thinking about it, if you can understand about building a birdhouse, and what goes into it to try to explain to somebody what kind of birdhouse you want. Now, close your eyes for a minute. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. But think about what kind of birdhouse would you like? What would it look like? Right? Everybody has a version of a birdhouse or something they've seen. Or maybe they have, their parents or grandparents had a birdhouse. So you have this idea of what a birdhouse looks like. Now... If you were to talk to your partner or somebody that you met at the beginning and you needed to describe to them, I said, hey, describe to them, they're going to build you this birdhouse, but you got to describe it to them, right? And you got to tell them exactly what you want and how it's going to work, and that person is going to build you this birdhouse. And it's the same thing with a relationship. When you first meet somebody, right, you explain to them what you're looking for, what you want from a relationship. And they're like, yeah, I understand. And they even show you pictures of that birdhouse, right? Like they're like, I can build that birdhouse for you. Absolutely. Look at these birdhouses in this magazine. I can really build you a cool birdhouse, right? With a peaked roof, and it'll be like comforting inside and warm, and I have like four holes for the birds to go in out and an automatic feeder. I can do all this. It'll have lights on the outside. It, it it'll be amazing. Let me show you. I've seen it in this magazine. Look at this picture. And a lot of that is. Um, exactly what goes on, right? You say you want this type of relationship. This is what you're looking for. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I can give that to you. I can give that to you. I, I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. I can do it. I can do it. But then the same thing with the birdhouse. They go to build this birdhouse for you, right? And they look in their tool bag and they all they have is a hammer. They don't have a screwdriver. They don't have any other tools but a hammer. They look for nails. They don't have any nails. They don't have any screws. They don't even have directions on how to build this birdhouse for you. So you're trying to explain to them, I want this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I can do it for you. But they don't have the tools. They don't have the skills. They've never even built a birdhouse before, but they say they can do it. And it's the same thing at the beginning of the relationship. You're explaining to them what you're looking for. And they're over-promising because they want, they want to do it for you. They want to build it for you. Right? They promise it at the beginning that they got all these pictures and ideas and they overhype it and it's going to have an escalator inside and music and it's going to be awesome for the birds and, you know, it'll be an amazing place. I, I, I can build it for you. I promise. And you buy into it. You're like, oh, that sounds amazing. That's great. You told me you can do it. And then you get six months to eight months and they bring you this birdhouse that is not even close. And you're like, I thought I could build it. Like, yeah, I'm going to upgrade it. I'm going to fix it. Don't worry. I understand. Okay, this is not what you wanted. Okay, but stick with me. I'll, I'll do it. 
They tell you they'll do it. And for two weeks they work on it. Really hard. They focus on it. They're in the garage every night doing it. Or in the shop. And they bring it back to you. And you're like, it's still it's still not done. That's not even close to what I'm saying. That's not what I'm telling you. And they look in their bag and all they have is that hammer and no nails, no screws. They don't even know how it's like stuck together with glue and cardboard. It doesn't look like what you wanted, what you feel a birdhouse should be. Like that doesn't even look like my mom's birdhouse or my grandma's birdhouse or my dad's birdhouse. Like wherever you had this vision of what you taught and from your upbringing, what a birdhouse should look like, should feel like. And you're like, that's not even what I was talking about. Where did you get that idea that I wanted the birdhouse to be red on the outside? I wanted it purple. And I wanted a maroon trim across it. Well, why did you get green trim? Where, where did you come up with this? And they're like, well, this is all I have. These are all the tools that I have. I don't even have directions. I've never been shown how to do that. But they don't tell you that. You see, they say, well, I can do it. I can do it. I'll show you. I promise. And that's the same thing with the relationship. They're telling you, I can do it. I can love you. I can show you. I can do all this. I'm going to hyper-focus. I can do it for two weeks. And then they go back to what they learned, their habits. They go back to their normal routine. A lot of you are asking for these people or these, your, your partner to be something. And they're going to over-promise. They're going to say, yes, yes, I can do it. Because they want to do it. But when they look into their bag of tools, they don't have the skills. They don't have the tools to do it. They've never been shown how to love that way. They've never been modeled how to be that good person. So just because they said they can do it, like I can build you this birdhouse. I promise I can do it. Look, I've seen it in a magazine. That's what they do at the beginning. They show you all the things they can do for you because you're telling them, right? I want this, this, and this from a relationship. I want an honest, trustworthy person that's on time, that plans dates. And like, yeah, yeah, I can do all that. But six months in, when it gets tough, when it gets hard, they can't do it. And you're asking them over and over again, can you build this birdhouse? Please do this and please do that. They, they're looking for the tools and they don't have directions. They've never been shown how to do it. They look in their toolbox and they don't have the tools to do it. But you're asking them to do it. So they're saying, yes, I can. But when they look inside, they don't have it. And that's what's happening with a lot of you out there. You're like, why won't you change? Why won't you be what you promised at the beginning? You promised me this amazing birdhouse, but you built me a piece of cardboard that doesn't even resemble what I feel like is a birdhouse. As soon as it rains, it falls apart. Right? And that's the same thing with your guys' relationship. You're asking for somebody to give you something that they cannot give you, but they are telling you that they can do it because they want to do it. But when they look inside, they're not being honest with you that they don't have the tools. They don't have the skills. They haven't learned that. They haven't been shown that. They don't know what that means. But they want it. They want to be with you because they don't want to be alone. They might like the benefit that you give them. They might like the way you love them. But they don't know how to love you properly. And you're asking them to change and learn these skills. Well, where are they going to learn them? Like every two weeks you fight or every six months you fight. And then for two weeks they try really hard. Right? They really focus and try 
to do it. But who? how are they going to learn that? Who's going to teach them? Right? Like, who's going who's gonna to show them these skills? How are they going to acquire these skills? If it doesn't look like or feel like they've known, like, maybe their mom and dad didn't show them how to love properly. Or they were raised by their grandparents and didn't know how to communicate or express their feelings. Or their love language is different than what you, um, what you need. Right? And vice versa. Maybe their parents, when every time they wanted something, they bought it for them. So they think that love is buying gifts and your love language is time spent or words of affirmation, right? Or something like that or service. Maybe you like when people do things for you and all they want to do is buy you gifts because that's how they've been taught what love is. And you're asking them to do something different, but that doesn't feel normal to them. That doesn't feel right. So you're asking and begging and pleading Please build me the birdhouse that I told you that you said that I wanted and you promised you could give me. Where is that birdhouse? At the very beginning, you tried really hard to build this birdhouse and now it's a piece of cardboard and that's not even what I wanted. It's not even the right color. Doesn't look the way I wanted it. It doesn't look the way I told you, right? It doesn't look the way that I uh, you promised. And at the beginning, they, they promised because they wanted to put their best foot forward. I could do this for you. I can build it. I have all these tools. I have the best shop. I have all the supplies. And then six months to a year in, you start to realize they don't have a shop. They don't have supplies. They don't have the skills. And then you're going to say, well, at the beginning, it was really good. Well, I know at the beginning, you guys were both full of chemicals and you know, the love, feel good feelings and excitement that you overlook the real, the real picture, the big picture. You guys are both excited about each other. Your bodies were pumping full of, you know, hormones and chemicals and feeling good. And, oh, she's so sexy. And he's so dreamy. Oh, he's so nice. He's got all this stuff. And, and he's, you know, she's saying, or he's saying like, she's amazing, beautiful, caring, right? Oh my God, I can't believe it. She's sexy or whatever, whatever he thinks. And so, at the beginning, it's all, you know, first impressions and kind of not really lying on purpose, but over-promising, right? So now that you're six months or a year or five years in, you're starting to see the under-delivering, right? Like, you never even built me that birdhouse that you promised at the beginning. Like, it didn't even last but six months. It fell apart, right? Like, that's what you're, that's what you're saying. So... If you take your emotions out of it, right? If they were to build you this birdhouse, would you stay? If they, if you had to pay money for this birdhouse, like a thousand dollars, and they brought you a piece of cardboard glued together or stapled together, it's like here's this birdhouse. You'd be like, I'm not paying you for that. I ordered a birdhouse that looked like this. Why would I pay you money for this cardboard piece? And then you would be like, I'm gonna find somebody else. But because you invested your emotions and your time. And and you thought it was going to be something, so you envisioned it. You put potential to it. You, you create a scenario with them. You stay in it. Right? A lot of you recognize that they're not who you want, thought they were, but you yet still want to keep pleading and fighting and scratching your way to get them to change. And I can't. I can't stress this enough. Like I, it, this is common sense that a lot of people need to grasp. 
to ask people to change, how are they going to change? Just because they said they were and showed you at the beginning a little bit of what they could do because it was super exciting. And I said this also almost every podcast because people aren't understanding or grasping this. And this is where you're getting in trouble. This is where you're going and falling into this trap of getting stuck in relationships. At the very beginning, people overpromise. Both people overpromise. You put your best foot forward. You make the best first impression. That's not truly who you are on most of us. We lie on our profiles. We got to try to get people's attention. So we, we, we don't, you know, we're not, not super doing it on purpose, but we inflate the truth a little bit. Everybody goes on hikes. Everybody likes the outdoors. Everybody's adventurous. You know what I'm talking about. People put that on there. That's what we think that gets attention. We put things out there to make the sign really big and flashy. And then six months goes in and you find out people don't even go on hikes. They don't even leave the house, right? And you start to see that. That people are over-inflating. They're exaggerating. Not like they're trying to be malicious, and some people are, but not everybody. So you create these expectations of what you think it's going to be. You create this scenario, and you say, well, I can see myself with this person, and this is what it's going to be. And you start planning out your life with them in your head. And then slowly over time, it changes and realize that person is not who they said they were. They over-exaggerated. They're under-delivering. They don't have half the shit they said they did. They don't know. You don't even know how you receive love or you say you receive love this way. And they show for two weeks or six months that they can they can deliver that love to you, that attention. Because they're hyper-focused on you. Right? Like, I can build you this birdhouse. Look at all these tools. Well, come to find out they're not even their tools. They're their buddy's tools. Or they showed you a picture of the tools they had. But that's not really their shop. That's not really their tools. That's not really their skills or directions. They don't even know what it feels like. So you're asking them to give you love or show you love that they don't know how to show or to give. You don't match up correctly. And so often you're like, well, I need you to give me attention this way. This is how I feel loved. Whatever love, whatever your love language is, you're asking them, I need love this way. And they don't show love that way. They can pretend to show love that way for two weeks, but it doesn't feel good to them. It's more like work and effort. So they can eat healthy for two weeks, right? Like we see it with diets. We see it with different routines. We do it for, we quit smoking for like two weeks, but we go back to it. We quit eating junk food for two weeks, but we go back to it. It's the same thing with relationships. They don't match up with you correctly. You're fighting with them to match you correctly. And they're saying they can, but they truly can't. That's when you have to bite the bullet, swallow your pride, eat your ego and say, listen, we are just on two separate pages. I need love this way and you show love this way. We don't match. We're speaking two different languages. You have to get to the point where, you know what? We fucked up. We overlooked it. We moved too fast. We didn't understand what we were saying. We need to take a time out here. This isn't working. That's where people need to get to because you will stay in a relationship for 16 to 25 years 
fighting about this when it's not fair to either one of you? You receive love a certain way and were shown love a certain way from your family. They were shown a certain love and a way from their family. They learn how to love differently than how you receive love. You guys don't match up. You don't speak the same language. And if you guys aren't both willing to truly adapt, maybe go get counseling, go see a therapist, research it, learn it, retrain your brain to do it. Odds are you're not going to do it because it's not comfortable. Right? It's like I, I can eat broccoli. It's like I, I feel love when you eat broccoli. And they're like, uh, I don't really like broccoli. But I'll do it for two weeks if it makes you happy. But I really like that candy bar. So what they're going to do is eat broccoli for two weeks for you to feel love. But then they're going to go back to that candy bar. And before you know it, they're eating candy bars every day. And you're like, that's not how I feel love. When you eat that candy bar, I don't feel anything. But when you eat that broccoli, I feel love. It's the same thing, right? You have to really understand your love languages and how you receive it and how you give it, right? And it could be vice versa. Maybe you're not giving them – you don't show love in the right way or, you know – it goes both ways. You're just not speaking the right love languages. You're not understanding each other. And then you guys fight about it and you cry about it. You beg for it like it's their fault. Like why won't you see this? Well, to be honest with you, it's just not comfortable for them. They're, that's not their routine. That's not their normal. So you're really crying out for them to change and they're fucking idiots and they won't do it right. And they, they're fucked up and you're mad about it. You're arguing about it. You're fighting about it. You're throwing shit. Like really what it is is that you guys just aren't communicating correctly. And they're probably not going to change because that's not who they are. You're asking them to change their whole dynamic of their personality that was ingrained from childhood. You're saying you got to change your whole way and in who you are. And then you go back to your memories. Well, at the beginning, it was great. And that's why where so many of, many of you get hung up. You get hung up because you're like, at the beginning, it was good. I want the memories of the beginning. But the first three to six months, you have to remember, are inflated. They're not real. That's not the real relationship. That's the big signs and oversell pamphlets and go on this cruise, check this out, all the cool shit. Then you get on the fucking boat and it doesn't even look like that. That brochure, that first three to six months was just to get you in the door. It was overselling, under-delivering it. When you get past the six months, past that honeymoon phase, now you're into the real shit. Now you open the door to that room and like, dang man, I thought we were having a five-course meal. Why do I got two courses, right? Oh, damn, I thought you were going to build me this badass three-story birdhouse. Why would you build me the cardboard cutout, right? Like, you got to start to recognize what you're seeing, what it really is. At the very beginning, it's exciting. Everybody's full of chemicals and hormones, ready, pumped up on feel good, exciting. We need to reproduce, have sex. It's all great. At the beginning, it's all great. If you guys have good chemistry, it matches. But that shit wears off. In my book, Get Over Your Ex, Growing Through a Breakup, I talk about this. The reason why we get in uh, in, in deep so early is because our body 
takes away our rational thinking because we want it wants us to reproduce. That's why your friends, and if you want to read about it, go on Amazon or click the link um, on this podcast. There's probably a link on the side or go to yourmrright.com. You can check out the book. You can read it. Um, it's affordable. It's $1.99 and, and it's an ebook on Amazon. I try to keep everything low cost um, and down so people can have access to it to understand it. But anyway, back to – not to get off topic, but like at the beginning, our bodies are designed so that we're reproducing. Like we're here to reproduce, to keep the life cycle going. So our body, our brains will shut off that logical part. That's why our friends are like, this dude or this girl's bad for you. Don't do it. And you're like, oh my god, it's so amazing. He's so great. She's so great. Why? Because our bodies are pumped full of hormones and chemicals like go reproduce. Go make babies. Go have fun. But then our friends like this person's a fuckboy or a fuck girl or she's using you for money or he's using you for sex or whatever. He's lying. He's a player. She's a cheater. Right? Your friends see it. Your mom and dad see it. Your family see it. But you ignore them. You ignore them because your body's playing games on you. Your body is shutting off your rational part of your brain so that you reproduce. Right? Because they might be a good sexual partner. They might carry good hormones. They might have good genes. They might make good babies with you, but they're not good partners because you don't speak the right love language. You don't communicate on the same level. You're on different emotional intelligent levels. Right? Their body looks 25, but they're really 13 inside. They might be 45, but they act 17. Like you don't know that because you haven't gave it time to play out. They might say they can build you the best birdhouse but never even hammered a nail or used a screw gun or painted it with a paintbrush. But they're promising you that they can do it, hoping that someday they'll get there, but they don't because they don't know the skills. They've never been to woodworking class. They've never taken shop class. They've never even put together an Ikea entertainment center or even put a stool together or mopped the floor or painted a wall. Maybe they're an accountant and never done that. But they're promising you that they can. And your love language is this beautiful purple whatever color birdhouse that you want with lights on the outside that sparkles and auto-feeds the birds and plays music. Like that's what you want. And they say, yeah, I can give it to you. And they show you brochures of them, of, of things they know and see. But when it gets down to it, when the rubber meets the road, they can't build it. They don't have the skills. They never, they never read the directions. They don't have directions. They don't know where to start. They've never been taught how. They've never been shown how. They've never even seen anybody do it. Or if they did, they saw them do it a different way. So they built it the way they thought it was going to be. And you're like, that's not even close to what I want. Right? But that, that's what I've been shown by my grandpa, my grandma, my mom and dad showed me how to build this cool birdhouse. You're like, yeah, but that's not how my parents said a birdhouse would be. My parents said a birdhouse would be like this, and the guy would build it for me that really truly loved me. And you built me this piece of shit cardboard thing that's hot glued together. That's not even waterproof, and no bird can fly in it because you didn't even make an opening for the bird. Right? Like, that is relationships in a nutshell. Like, you have to find somebody that communicates the way you receive it and vice versa. You got to find somebody that receives love and communication the way that you show it. 
or you guys got to learn together. But you guys have to both be willing to have open minds and understanding and have grit, determination, understanding, forgiveness, and be able to communicate it. I'm not saying that you can't do it. I'm saying that you can't, that it's impossible to find somebody that will adapt and grow with you. That can happen. But the odds of finding somebody that's open and understanding and caring and patient is very far few in between. If you find that person, you never let that person go. If you find somebody that wants to build with you is understanding and soft and gentle but also, also takes control and knows what's going on. If you find that person, you are you are lucky. You are blessed. But odds are you have to find somebody that understands who you are. It's not as simple as just, I want to be with that person. That person hit me up in my DMs. That person is giving me attention. Let's go, 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 go. That's not. You have to set up checkpoints. You have to set up scenarios. You have to put them in different scenarios. You have to not give them what they want. How do they respond when they don't get what they want? Right? You have to be busy sometimes. And if you're not accessible, how do they respond? Do they blow you up? Do they get mad? Do they get jealous? Do they get angry? Like You have to set somebody, people up that way. You have to take them into restaurants. How do they treat the waiter, the waitress? How do they treat their mom and dad? How do they treat when they're stressed out? How are they when they're happy? Like That's what you have to understand. You have to put people in different scenarios. You can't give somebody all of your time all the time for six months and then never see who they are. And then move in with that person, start selling, sharing cell phone bills, start sharing car payments, getting joint loans, and then, okay, you want to go out with your girls and they get mad and beat you up. Or they get mad and get jealous and say, you can't go. You can't talk to so-and-so. Delete all the people out of your phone. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You didn't let them, you didn't let, you didn't put them in certain scenarios to see how they were going to be. You gave them all your time because you were excited about it. And then six months in and you're moved in already and you're like, oh, now I want to go out. And they're like, no, you're not. You always gave me all your time. You better give me all your time for the rest of your life. Well, wait a minute. Now what? Oh, they're controlling. Well, how come you didn't see it at the beginning? Well, because you gave them all their time. So they can be controlling. They can hide that. If you give all your time to them 100% of the time, all the time, how are you going to know if they're controlling or not? Because you never took yourself away from them. You never became busy. Once you started talking to them, that's all you did was talk to them. You never went and did anything else. You made their world all about them. You made your world all about them. You put them in the center of your universe. Well, yeah, a controlling person loves that. A controlling person, a narcissistic person loves that because you made it all about them. You're feeding their ego. And now you want to do something that you want to do? Nope, that's not going to work for them. They're with you because you made it all about them. They love that. They love that benefit. They love that ego boost. And if you're codependent, you took on their feelings. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll make, if I, you're happy, then I'm happy. And they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, I'm narcissistic and self-centered. So when you give me attention, I love that shit. I love the world all about me. And you're like, yeah, I love the world all about you too. Because when you're happy, then it makes me feel like I have value and self-worth. Look at me. You're happy with me. So I, I'm, I'm fine and I don't have insecurities. My insecurities aren't that bad because you love me for all of me and who I am. And then they get rushed and high off of that. 
But then eventually it runs out, so then they have to go find somebody else and cheat on you. Because that drug that you used to give them kind of wore off after the two, five years, ten years. It's not exciting anymore. But now you're stuck. Right? That's how that shit works. You fed in, made it all about them. They loved all that benefit that was all about them. You felt rewarded because you made it all about them and they liked it for, liked you for it. And that gave you value. That's how that shit, that's how people get stuck. I know we started out talking about birdhouse and building communication, but that in a nutshell is how people get stuck in relationships. Because first off, you didn't understand what you needed. Like you communicated what you wanted, but then you bought in and sold it and, and bought into what they were telling you. You believed it. You created that scenario and then they pretended to give you that scenario. They kind of scammed you out of love. They kind of scammed you in a relationship. Because you didn't you didn't put out the, the checkpoints and and like, okay, I'm going to be busy tonight. How do they handle it? I'm going to go out with my girls tonight or my guys tonight. How do they handle it? Because girls get controlling too. Girls get jealous too. Guys got to do the same thing. I'm going to be busy. When I was first dating women, I would just be, I would go, hey, I'm not accessible. Hey, when can I see you? Not tonight. And if they like ghosted me or blocked me or got pissed off, that's on them. Then I'm like, well, I dodged a bullet because I'm not going to be with a jealous woman. I'm not going to be with somebody that gets jealous if I talk to other girls. I'm not, I don't cheat. I'm loyal. I come home every night. But it doesn't mean I don't talk to women every day. I can't be with somebody that's jealous. Right? So I set up checkpoints. I set, I set up different scenarios. Let's go to a restaurant. Let's go bungee jumping. Let's go mini golf. Let's go meet your parents. Let's go meet my parents. How do you act around my family? How do you act around your family? Right? I'm reading all those scenarios. I'm reading all your body language. Right? That's what you have to do. And you have to understand who you're dating, who you're getting with. How do they treat their brothers and sisters? How do they treat their kids if they have kids? How do they parent? What is their parenting style? How do they discipline? How are they disciplined? How were they raised? Did their parents give them everything? What was their struggles? What's their grit? What do they do for work? Do they miss work? Are they always on time? Are they late? Right? What are their priorities? Do they buy a lot of things? What brings them joy? Do they go outside? Do they go for walks? Do they enjoy the, the their surroundings? Do they enjoy camping? What do they what do they what makes them up? You have to ask yourself this. You have to read the scenarios. Everybody has a pattern and a routine. You have to figure that out. If you don't, if you just blindly go in because you don't know what you want or you want to feel loved, well anybody could do that. Anybody can pretend that's how you get stuck. That's why it's important to know your self-worth and your self-value. If you don't know that, you're going to fall for anybody that gives you attention. That's why so many women, and I know women that would need this information, aren't even going to listen. And a lot of you women aren't even going to share it with your friends. You should. You should be getting women to my podcast, to my Instagram. You should have them reach out and ask me questions. Because a lot of you are getting stuck in relationships, becoming relationship slaves, can't leave 35, 40 years old, trying to start over, never had a job, or haven't had a job for 15 years. Because you put all your trust into a narcissistic fuck dude, or a fuck boy. And then there's all these fuck boy pages out there, women liking it and think it's funny. It's not funny. 
None of that shit's funny. Men and women need each other. Men and women need each other to step up. I need women to step up and I need guys to step up equally. I'm not better than women. Women aren't better than me. Women aren't better than men. Men aren't better than women. We're all the same. We need each other. We are the opposite of each other on purpose. We are not meant to be each other. I'm not meant to be a woman. Women are not meant to be strong as men. Then we're not. You guys have a different dynamic than we do and we need that. Men have a different dynamic than women and you guys need that. We got to stop fighting each other. We got to stop comparing each other. I'm different than you and you're different than me and I respect and cherish your difference. I need my wife to be a certain way for me. I need my wife needs me to be a certain way for her. We're not equal. We're not the same. If we're the same, I don't need her and she doesn't need me. No, we need each other and we elevate each other. Because that's how we work best as a team. That's how we're strong as a couple. That's how we conquer life together. We feed off each other. We check and balance each other. That is a relationship. It's not push and pull, fight, ignore, chase, be chased. That's not healthy. That's not going to benefit anybody going forward. That's not going to move you into the future elevating. That's what people need to understand. If someone ignores you and you have to chase them, how is that helping your future? How is that moving your relationship forward? How are you building together if you're not being heard or understand or your partner's not being heard or understood? How is that moving your relationship forward? How are you building? If you can't get over the hurdles of understanding each other to move to the next step, how in the hell are you moving forward? I want to know that. If you can't communicate how you want this birdhouse built, or you do communicate it but they don't receive it, and then they build it the way they want to build it because that's what they think that you're, they're hearing, but then they show it to you and that's not the way you wanted it, and then you guys can't communicate to get it the way you guys want it, or you want it, Right? Or come to some kind of agreement or some kind of mutual ground where it looks pretty much how you feel loved and they were able to build it the way you feel loved and vice versa. Right? Like if you guys can't get to that level, how in the hell are you going to move to the next step? You can't even get the birdhouse built. How is that moving to that next step? You have this birdhouse to build. You need to feel loved and they need to feel loved. How do you guys get it done? If they don't have the skills and you don't have the skills and you guys don't communicate on the same level, how's that birdhouse getting built to satisfactory condition? How's that birdhouse getting built for you guys are both happy? You guys both feel loved. You both understood each other and communicated. How is that even getting you to the next level of the relationship? Or do you guys just ignore it and put it in the corner and pretend that you guys have a healthy relationship? You pretend it's okay. But when you look at that fucking birdhouse and it doesn't even look like it's put together, you have an object in front of you. Make your relationship tangible. Make your relationship a object. You need to build this object together. Maybe that's what we need to start doing. Like, to move to the next step of your relationship, build this. And you can't build it, you must divorce. 
To get to your next level of relationship, you must build this. Can't build it? Divorce. Right? Or separation. Or go your separate ways. Because a lot of you can't even work together. I say this all the time. You want to get to know somebody at the beginning of a relationship? Go on a trip. Plan a trip. Build a piece of furniture and remodel something. Right? Plan a fucking trip, a road trip with somebody at the beginning. Pack clothes. Have to be on time. We're leaving at 1030. Set those expectations and try to do it. Do they do it? Then in three weeks, build an entertainment center together. One person has to read the directions. The other person has to only do the work. You guys cannot touch the one person can't touch the tools. The other person can't touch the directions. Build that entertainment center. Can you do it? Another thing, go on a hike. One person reads the map. The other person just has to follow what the person reading the map says. Then switch. And the other person has to read the map. The other person can only follow the directions. How does that work? How do they get frustrated? Does someone have to always be in control? How does that work? Can either party give up control and listen to the other person's control? Put yourself in different scenarios. It's simple. You just have to read people, understand people. If they don't work out, you have to swallow your pride and your ego and say, this isn't going to work for us. This isn't working out and it's not fair to either one of us. We need to split up or we need to communicate better and we need to go to therapy and learn new skills. We need to research and read books together and have a book night or date night and get back on the same page. You don't have to always split up, but you have to both be willing to do it. You have to both be willing to communicate and understand and forgive. If you can't do that, then you can't go forward. Then a lot of you are just stepping out of your relationship and cheating. I know I'm getting way off subject here, but it's all placed together. Do you see how convoluted and up and down communication, honesty, trust is? Like you have to have that. And a lot of you aren't even on that fucking level. So you got to get there. Like I'm speaking, I'm 40 years old giving you advice. I didn't know this at 23. I didn't know this at 25. I started to research and understand at 26. Really got into it in my 30s. And now I'm 40 years old sharing this with you guys. A lot of you should be sharing this with your friends, your daughters, your sons. Like, understand, this guy on here that's 40 years old is telling you information that's going to help you, and you probably don't even understand it right now. A lot of you can't even grasp having a civil conversation with somebody where it's like, listen, I need this from you because it makes me feel this way. And when you do this, it makes me feel this way so I don't feel the love that I should be feeling. Can we get on the same page? A lot of you can't even communicate that way. Your emotional intelligence is so fucking low. You're 15 years old throwing shit, calling each other names. You look 32, you look 25, but you act 12. Because your emotional intelligence is so fucking low. You stop growing at 16. Your body kept growing, but your mentality, your mental... Your mental health, your emotional intelligence stopped at 16. That's what's happening with a lot of you. As you're trying to communicate with the 35-year-old dude, 
that just wants to play Xbox because he's 12 inside still. He can't manage his money because he's still 16, trying to ride go-karts and paintball every day. You know, you're, he's, he's not mature. He's not grown. Yeah, you know what that means? Low emotional intelligence. He's not mature because inside his mind, he's still young. Same with girls. Women do it all the time. I talk to women all the time that are still 15, 16, 22, craving daddy's attention. Because they haven't evolved. They're still inside. 42 years old, can't manage money. 42 years old, can't hold a job. Still chasing dudes. Can't hold down a relationship because inside she's still 16, craving for daddy's attention. It happens. That's emotional intelligence. So you got to find somebody that's on your same level. You know how you get to know somebody's emotional intelligence? Put them in scenarios. Don't give them what they want. How do they act? The same lady at the lady at the Walmart. The lady at the store throwing a fit. Karen's of the world. Karen's are the low emotional intelligence. They want what they want right now. They want they want sorry they they want their way right now and they kick and scream and fight that is low emotional intelligence that's being a spoiled brat that's being 15 16 years old kicking their feet on the floor same thing with narcissistic dudes why are narcissistic guys the same way because they're self-centered their mommy gave them everything they wanted their mommy or their dad made it all about them when they cried and fought they just gave in to them. They have low self-esteem. So they create scenarios. They lie about who they are. They make life bigger and better. They want to be that superhero. They want to be that cool dude. So they make up scenarios and stories. They think they're better than everybody else. They can't be losers. They never were told, sit down and finish your dinner. Don't leave until you're done. No, they say, go, uh, go ahead, honey. You can get up from the dinner table. Oh, by the way, you can have dessert too. Yeah, and some of you women are fucking dealing with that type of dude. Their mom and dad gave in to them, spoiled brats, can't do their own laundry, can't handle their own shit. I feel you, I hear you. A lot of your women are dealing with that shit. You have two kids and a fucking husband that's a kid. But then you have to ask yourself, why did you accept that? What made you buy into that dude? What made you want that guy? What about you... Thought that was home and safe and secure. Why? It all comes from childhood. It all comes from the way we were raised. What's our family look like? How's our mom and dad? What was normal? What was comfortable? What was safe? And we go out in the real world looking for that shit that feels normal and safe. But our parents could have been fucked up. Or it could have been fine. It just weird right like it wasn't abusive but it was weird different but that felt like home that feels normal maybe our dad is narcissistic and made up stories so then we go find a dude that's like that or a girl that's like that right or maybe we were raised to be a pleaser and do things we often become the person that our parents needed right our parents needed a certain way and we became that 
they shaped us into that person that they needed. And then we go out in the real world looking for people like them. Because we are, we are set up to please people like them. So we find people like our parents because that feels safe, that feels normal, that feels like love, that feels like home. And we teach it to our kids and it repeats. I know I got off track. But I just need to get that off my chest. Like, thank you for listening to this podcast. Click the link in my Instagram profile. Follow me on Instagram at your.mr.mr.right, W-R-I-T-E. Follow me on Instagram if you want to check out my books, my blog. I give away a free ebook. If you sign up for my email list, I send out weekly tips on self-help. Or you can go to yourmrwright.com. There should be links on this podcast. Um, you can click and check things out. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, I'd love for you to leave a comment below and click the subscribe button for future episodes. To see more content and value, make sure you find me at www.yourmrwright.com. Right W-R-I-T-E. Again, thank you for listening. Remember to always love yourself, be clear on how you want to be treated, and know your worth.